Another holiday. All right, let me, let me get the shit out the way. Yo, it's Cal and KO. We're brought to you by Anchor, of course. KO's in the building. It's draft Thursday. We got the NBA draft on TV, but we got some other breaking news to cover in the NFL. I want to talk some Major League Baseball. We're going to get all this shit in while KO's here, and he's going to fill us in on what's popping in his life. What's that? Anchor, also available now on the iPad. Now available on iPad as well, man. Make sure you guys go ahead and download the app. That's the easiest way to get in touch with us. We're on other platforms. But the easiest way to call in and respond to us is just go ahead and download the Anchor app. It's available. And then find us, Cal and KO. It's as simple as that. Um, Stop playing games. Get with the times. So, yo, right now, it's, we're, we're probably going to be bouncing back and forth with the NFL draft just because as we watch it, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of it. Right now, It's they're doing the WWE entrances right now. where NBA the, draft. You say NFL. Yeah. Oh, my bad. All good. See? NBA draft. And all these guys are coming out in the middle, like with their family, and they're going to their boring. tables. This is boring. I mean, it hasn't started yet. No, I mean, this is supposed to be like, oh, this is going to be a cool idea. This is boring. Sit down. Don't want to see you walking with your parents who can barely walk down the stairs. I agree. This is about 10 minutes of our life that we're not going to get back. I'm not going to watch it. I refuse. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like I said, this is draft Thursday in the NBA, but breaking news in the NFL is. The NFL is planning to suspend Jameis Winston for three games for, um, you know, they're investigating whether or not he groped an Uber driver in 2016 Come on, in Arizona. And the suspension's supposed to come down as soon as tomorrow, which will be Friday. And um, but the fact that he's already admitted some wrongdoing in this um, and they're moving so swiftly on it. That's, that's the breaking news right now. And they got some heavy hitters to play in those first three games. I think they've got Philly. They've got the Saints. And they've got Carolina or possibly the Steelers in their first three games. Oh, that's cool because we're going to lose anyway. So it's not going to make a difference. <laughs> there you go. The winner's moving so fast. That's oh, a big deal. Man. Moving right along. Dang, his mom has bigger shoulders than him. Oh, she on swole. Hold on, man. Yo. Rewind. She, she looks like that she, lady from the TV show uh, Night Court. Yeah, uh, Roz, uh, Marsha Warfield. Marsha Warfield. Okay, that was very random, but that was a nice uh, lookalike game pool right there because I was feeling you on that one. Um, all right, so we just covered the NFL, and now let's go into baseball. Uh, I got to talk baseball. San Francisco Giants relief pitcher Hunter Strickland. He breaks his right hand, ah. punching a door ah. after he blew a save. He's out six to eight weeks. He's a right-handed relief pitcher. He breaks his right hand, break, you know, punching the door. They're asking if this affects the Giants. Of course it does. He's out six to eight weeks. The team is four games out of first place. They've already got Evan Longoria hurt. But my thing is, how stupid do you got to be to punch the door with your moneymaker? Why can't you hit it with your left hand? Man, first why, of all, why yeah. Can't, why can't you throw a jab? Just say a cuss word real loud. You, you're, you're a moneymaker. You, you got paid. Like You have a job to do. It's important. People rely on you. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, and, and to go into a different sport, but it's a similar topic, LeBron James. After uh, game one of the NBA finals, he allegedly had fractured his hand because he punched the uh, a door or the blackboard after that loss. But he kept it under wraps and he had it, hit it from the, the camera and the media until the very end of the series. So then he comes out with it all wrapped up after they just got swept in game four. But again, LeBron James, you're a right-handed shooter. 
Why are y'all keep players? You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. (laughs) Why are y'all swinging with the money making? You know, this is like one of them things. Like you know, I played baseball. So, and I never understood this with baseball players. They get all pissed off after they strike out or something. They throw their glove or they throw their helmet. They throw their bat. And then they got to eat that humble pie and then immediately go walk over there and pick the shit up. You know what I mean? It's like, why are you going to try to look so cool or so angry or tough to show some aggression just to then suck it up and go, damn, I think my hand is broke. Or let me go pick up this glove. Like <laughs> After further review, that was a terrible yeah. idea. <laughs> this is a stand your lane segment as well. Like, yeah. look, y'all ain't fighters. You're a basketball player. You use your right hand. Throw a jab with your left. Yeah. It probably won't break it. The jab ain't going to come as it ain't going to have as much momentum as the haymaker. Use the left hand. Save your right hand. I'm just saying. Looking back after further review, um throwing the the chair or whatever he did through the bus um <laughs> Yeah, Connor McGregor, yeah, yeah, Connor throwing that. I mean, what was that going to accomplish? That was the end to no means. Right. There was nothing there that was going to take place after that happened. Okay, you broke some stuff. Now what? Pay for it? Go to jail? Go to court? It's it's a waste of time. It's a lot of stupid stuff that people do. Uh, knee-jerk reactions, emotional. Yeah. It, just, it doesn't make any sense. I, I mean, I've been privy to that sometimes. Uh, I, I can see myself where I've thrown a helmet. I didn't really pick it up. You know, equipment manager picked it up. Man, I feel bad for making equipment manager pick it up. So it's just as bad as me going to pick it up myself because I'm this kind of person. Yeah. I'm not a dick like that where I'm going to make somebody else get my stuff after I throw it. And then they pick it up. I oh, man, my bad. I was going to get that. You yeah. Know, it just, you still feel the same. It's stupid. Yeah, man. I had a – I remember one, one of the baseball games I was in where one of my teammates goes in after he struck out for the third time that game. So he was pissed. So he goes in there and he takes the bat to the cooler Ooh. and just beats – just beats the brakes off of the cooler, right? Just he, the cooler didn't do nothing, right? Cooler was just chilling, chilling, dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at the end of it, I was the jackass that wait, let the long silence, uncomfortable silence, ride out. I'm like, so how are we gonna get our drinks now, dog? Like, <laughs> come on, man. My forty, homie. <laughs> Oh, man. Man, so I, I, I don't get it, Hunter Strickland. Shame on you. That's bad. Real bad. I mean, you get uh, – I mean, in this business, too, when you do things like that, getting fracture your moneymaker or injuring yourself um, in the season, you get replaced. Yep. Teams don't have time to waste waiting for you to get back. If, you, if you're not – well, LeBron James, you know, you're not really going to replace LeBron James. You fracture your shoulder or I mean, your, your hand. Oh, man, shame on you. Get better. We'll, we'll see when you get back. You know, score 40 points a game and get back. But if yeah. you're a relief pitcher, you're not even the starter. <laughs> I don't know. I broke my, I broke one of my fingers a couple years ago, and I knew it was broke. And I'm sitting there going, but it's not bothering me that that much. You know, yeah. I can kind of splint it on my own instead of getting this big-ass cast. I work with my hands. I didn't break it like doing something self-inflicting, like punching a wall. I wasn't yeah. like that. It was kind of a freak, heck, freak accident. But I work with my hands, and I'm very mindful. I won't stick my hand in the garbage disposal, dog. <laughs> I've done it a couple just, times, man. Just, just, just in case. Just, just, to get, just to keep my edge. <laughs> stop it right there. Hey, we're coming right back. We will stand and fight. Spartans never retreat. Spartans never surrender. This battle is over. When I say it is over. You bring your candy asses out here and the Rock and Owen Hart is going to lay the smack down on you like you ain't never had the smack laid on you before. Bring it. 
All right, you brought something up as we were about to wrap this up. Uh, just how'd, how'd you break your hand in football? Yeah, it, it wasn't out of frustration like I did something bad. I was actually playing good, doing well, crushing Richard Sherman on every punt. He was trying to guard me uh, when I was playing Gunner, and I, I was destroying uh, Golden Tate. And they, they had no answer for me. They put three guys out there and still was beating them. And he kept holding, grabbing me, and pulling my jersey. So I had to reach back and try to hit him to get him off me. And I swung at his face and hit the bottom part of his helmet. And I clipped uh, my, my outside finger. I had a boxer fracture. So basically, it wasn't like I was just mad and angry and like, oh, man, hell, I'm they're, they're getting me really well. I'm just pissed off and frustrated. I'm trying to crush this nigga's face because I can't even say that. I can say that <laughs> yeah, you're good, yeah. man. Because, you know what I'm saying, he, he, was just, he was cheating. So I'm always the person where I'll play fair until you play dirty, then I get dirtier. You know, it, I, we should have – I don't even know why I didn't even think to talk about football because I watch football players all the time, and I'm going, why are you throwing punches at people's helmets? Yeah. Why? Why? Like, come yeah, on, there's man. There's a spirit in life complex where you, you think you're not going to get hurt. <laughs> See, I tried to aim for his chin, and he like, he just barely caught that bottom part of that helmet. I wasn't aiming directly for that helmet. I know, know. I know the end result of that. I'm thinking, like, throat chop, uppercut, maybe a good body shot. Maybe you can get through the rib. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, But I see these guys get all upset. They swing at the helmet. And I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've done wrist locks and broke people's wrists and broke fingers. and Solid. And punched, uh, uh, elbowed. Ribs, rib cages, throw knees in the ribs. I mean, all that stuff. I mean, people cheat so much, and I only do it to people that are dirty. If you're a dirty player, you get dirty back to you. And that's just a code in the NFL. People don't go out there, most people don't go out there doing terrible stuff. The dirty people get dirty stuff back to them. And you're not, in that, okay, I'm okay with that, but you're not doing something to get back at them to then jeopardize your own health. No. That's the part of yeah, it yeah. I don't like. Yeah. Why? why that's you, the, come on. Yeah. Man. <laughs> hey, bro. Come on. <laughs> Ooh, dunk. Okay, yeah, it's Cali KO brought to you by Anchor. This is draft, NBA draft Thursday. Uh, DeAndre Ayton just went number one to the Phoenix Suns. And uh, we're sitting here watching all of this draft coverage. And KO's asking questions like, who, who's that? Who's that commentating over there? I'm like, Jay Billis. He says, did he play ball? I said, he played ball at Duke. He goes, okay. And then he knew who Chauncey Billups was in the middle. Of yeah. course, he knows who Mr. Big Shot is. But then he's like, who's the other guy? It's like, that's Reese Davis. He's the ESPN guy. He does college game day. He does there. He does a little bit of everything. He's like, did he play ball? And I'm like, I'm not sure. He might have played college football, but I'm not sure. So, I mean, I don't – it just started leading into – a cool little conversation, man. Let us, I mean, we're going to try to pick it up. Yeah, credibility. It's like I, I want to know if other people out there, as you watch ESPN, the, the diehard ESPN fans, are you enamored with the character that people portray? Like, I'm a character. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Swami. You know what I mean? He's a character. So his credibility is already there because of his been there for how, how long for since the beginning of ESPN right but um the other guys that are get on there other commentators um other women they're commentators like uh that have never played football uh you get different knowledge from them because they have writers that write the material for them so obviously the material comes from somewhere else but is it me that I'm biased because I played football uh, that I want to listen to people who know what they're talking about from that point of view or is it uh, other people have the ability to give you information that's just as good having not played the game yes Okay, very good question. I think you're not the only professional athlete that wants to hear sports coverage from people that have played the game. We were watching that YouTube with D'Angelo Williams on the NFL Network when he was banging on the other two guys. And we've had Nate Burleson on the show. He's their 
third person on that show, and he just kind of stepped back from that conversation and just let it happen, right? Yeah. So, and that's always been something like, well, what does Skip Bayless know about sports to be talking about sports like he does? And I think in some of the debate shows, nah. But like in Reese Davis's situation, or let's say TNT with Ernie Johnson when he's with Shaq and and Barkley and and Kenny the Jet Smith, you need just you have to understand that they're still on TV first, and it's a job to be broadcasting and commentating. So reporting you, information, you need one person there that has the professional resume to be. Conducting the show And that's normally where You get Reese Davis And some of these other guys That come in They're the They're kind of the On-screen conductor Of the show To kind of be the Level-headed one Gotcha If I'm not saying Everyone's rowdy But they bring the The structure to the show there <clears throat> And what I like is You know These guys They, they need each other Because you Anybody like me Can be a fan And I can give you The stats yeah. I can give you the Well this guy's you know, on a six-game hitting streak, and he's playing real good. But then, or, you know, this guy had a touchdown in six games, whatever it is. But they don't ever speak on what it's like to be a player. So that's why they need Chauncey. That's why they need Jay Billis. They can conduct it by just giving the information. And then when it comes to breaking down film, breaking down what could possibly be going on in the locker room, the good ones, then rely on the players that have played the game before. Yeah. That you follow, you know what I mean? Like, because I'm seeing that uh, you get on the NFL Network and you have a show with Marshall Falk, uh, Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders, and uh, the coach. uh, Mariucci. Mariucci in there. Or you got Kurt Warner uh, in there with them. And it's just them doing a whole show. There is no guy who never played doing there. And they're still giving you all the facts, breakdown, statistics, the structure, uh, the corporate feeling of having broadcast backgrounds, things of that nature. Right. So I've seen the model done with these people and without these people. And True. I, I, I was really digging at, do people, are they craving that? Or if they didn't get it, will they not notice that they're not getting that? You yeah. know what I mean? Like that, that real in-depth, okay, the reason why this guy's a mismatch for this guy is because his his drop step in the in the paint is this point he's this fast and this guy has a tendency to uh, lean to the right so he can catch him off guard. You know, if his his first step is faster than his, their defense is not that good. There, there's no weak side help, so they're able to get through the the, the um, backside uh, with without the defender looking and you know sneaking a, a alley oop. Things of that nature are very specific details. That really paint a picture for you in the game, as opposed to just generalize things that anybody could just like. Okay, Captain Obvious, I saw that myself. I don't need you to tell me. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right. No, I get it. Do people crave the the detail, or is it not really a big deal? I think it depends on how you know big of a fan they are, or how much knowledge they want from the game. When I watch NBA, I'm just gonna let's say when I watch NBA and they have Ernie and Shaq and Chuck and Kenny. To yeah. me, it's not as interesting as when they do Tuesday when it's players only yeah so then every was like ernie takes the day off and yep. it's like greg anthony running it or chris reber and they got reggie and then they got isaiah and they bring all of them. so then it's cool because then you're getting the the detail from the players but then also now that they're retired and they get all comfortable talking amongst each other and you get the kind of you yeah. get the teacher out of the room yeah then you start getting more locker room talk when it's just the players so you lose some of the the information like is like Ernie would give it to you, mm-hmm. but you're getting locker room talk. You're, you're hearing Isaiah sit there and go, 
Scottie Pippen was a bum. You know what I mean? Like shit like that that he normally wouldn't say like that if Ernie yeah. was there and they're just sticking to the structure of the show. You know, or Chuck, you know, that kind of stuff. So as a fan, when I when I see players only, yeah. I dig it. On NFL Network, when they, you know, I've been falling out of love with the NFL the last couple years, but when I would watch it, I love watching Marshall and Irving and Mooch and all of those guys because they're all in the game. And they also get personal when they're telling those stories. It's not just... yeah. Matt Ryan threw 478 yards. They're like, yo, he's balling. You know, yeah. it's very different talk. I always liked when, like, uh, Dion would get in there and he'd talk about uh, quarterback controversies and uh, the real thing behind quarterback controversy. He'd always explain it out so people aren't just saying, oh, he sucks. Yeah, that's why I draft this guy because he's better than him. It's like, oh, there's a lot of stuff involved with, with this. You know, Phillip Rivers wasn't automatically better than Drew Brees. There was a lot of stuff going on there before, contract issues and and not making playoffs and other things like that. So you put the pressure on Drew by bringing in Phillip Rivers. Then when Drew gets injured, Phillip takes his place. Now it's kind of, oh, well, you know, we always told you he was good. We always told you he was good. Uh, well, no one said he was good, but it's just saying he's not better than, than Drew. He's off top. But everybody assumed because you draft him, now Drew's on, on his way out. Because Drew left and won a Super Bowl. So yeah. you can't say that, he, yeah, it was time that he was trying for him to leave because Phillip Rivers got drafted, and that's what he was supposed to do, take, take his place. Uh, they're both they're both good, yeah. both Hall of Famers, and they both could have and, and the Chargers could have kept them both. Yeah, that shoulder injury was the perfect thing to happen for the Chargers to use that as the excuse to not bring. It had back. nothing to do with Drew Brees. It was all AJ Smith and his issues with Marty Schottenheimer. Drew was Marty's guy, and AJ stuck it to him by getting rid of his quarterback. Didn't even tell Marty they were getting rid of him. Uh, Drew was gone without even with him not even knowing. Oh, that's that. People don't know that. That's the behind the scenes stuff. That's like I'd want to have the information instead of making my assumptions about the team. If I was a diehard Charger fan, I'd want to know that inside information, not just breaking news. Drew Brees uh, traded to New Orleans Saints, and yeah, man, what the hell's going on? Chargers suck, You're stupid. They should never let Drew go. No, no, no. It's not the Chargers' fault. It's AJ Smith. Yeah, that's true. It makes you feel better about your team. I think. I feel like sometimes. Sometimes you don't want to know. <laughs> sometimes. No, I, no. Sometimes I don't want to know. You're absolutely right. Because I was good. At, I was going to say something, and then I remembered the one time you broke me down with some shit, and I didn't want to hear it. It hurt me when we were. You remember the time when we were at, we were at the bar, and I was working, and someone saw my Niner hat, and they were like Niners. It was like Harbaugh. You know what I mean? It was just after Harbaugh had left, and and it was sensitive time, yeah. and I'm just going. You know, man, he shouldn't have left. And then you just, you were there. So then you're like, that wasn't his fault. That was, you know what I mean? That was the owners, and they picked the GM over the coach, and they ran him out, and that was some bullshit. And if they had kept him, then those players stayed there. Justin Smith doesn't retire. Patrick Willis doesn't retire. The uh, the O-lineman doesn't go to Arizona. He's like, that team stays there if Harbaugh's there. And I'm like, really? Yeah, you know what I mean? So... I didn't want to know that, yeah. but it was good to know that. As you know what I mean. At the same time, I could put the blame where the blame goes, and that was the start of why I've been falling out of love with football. I was like, "Damn you, team! You had something good going." <laughs> but when um, you don't get that type of honest feedback from the players until they're retired, and sometimes the information that they give you. You, I mean, they get it's kind of off the record, right? Because yeah. sometimes you're breaking the code. Yeah. So if you got all the players up there and it's like, what's really going on in the locker room right now? You know, but you can't really speak on it because yeah, you you're really breaking the code. So then that's that. the catch twenty two. Like you need you shit. Maybe that's you why. need Skip Bayless to get out there and say some he's, stuff. Yeah, he's right. Report what's going on without you having to say it yourself. I. Yeah. 
We just Somebody's got to be the dirty man. Yeah, we <laughs> Somebody do uh, do the dirty laundry. We just talked that one out right now. Yeah. All right, this dude just got drafted. He's 6'6", 180. Dude before him got drafted, 6'7", 210. Man, I, I was coming out of high school, I was 6'5", 180. You know what I mean? That's, that's nothing. Because I came from the hood, man. We had no food. We ate ramen and macaroni and cheese and bacon bits. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, you know, canned corn and, and black-eyed peas and rice, things like that. I mean, you you didn't eat regular food all the time. Like, it wasn't no steaks and baked potatoes and, and three-course meals and sit down with the family and everybody pray together. You got your napkins and place settings all done. Nah, man. Order that Little Caesars pizza, get you a two-liter of soda, and call it a day. Then you go to college, you get the meal plan, you get to eat. That's why these NFL players, when they come out of the draft, they're bigger because they stayed in college for five years eating food, lifting weights. These basketball players leave after one year. Nigga, you just left the hood one year in college, honeymoon, and then you went to the, the draft, I mean, to the NBA. The way you look like little rails. Getting knocked around first year, getting injured. Then you can't, your, your career shortened because you're not durable going in. You know what I mean? High flying, nippity pippity ass niggas running around. And you ain't got no meat on your body. You get banged up quick, and now your career's over after four years. You know, you ain't matured yet. That's true. They're like going to war. You ain't get proper training. Get your head shot off. He told you to duck and, tra- and basic training. I missed basic training. I just came straight to the war. Come you, on, man. You read the cliff notes, but you should have <laughs> known what was really going on by reading the book and getting the full memo. Um, but I agree with you. I think that's part of the problem with the NBA now because it's one and done. So all, all these dudes is lighting the ass when they get to the league. And then, which sucks for the team. If you're a team drafting these guys that you've only got one year to look at them, yeah. and they 6'6", 180, they lighten the ass, and you're really only drafting these people on potential. Back when, as before, you know, there was people playing. When Jordan left after his third year, that was a big deal. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. Like So now you don't get as much of the sample size. Like you're saying, stay on that meal plan in college work on your game and make yourself more of a polished product by the time you get to the league as opposed to having these teams which all the teams have to do it now because it's you have no choice but you're you're drafting off potential a lot of these kids that they're drafting in the first round don't even start that's not in football you're drafting a first rounder more times than not he's starting by the end of the season right he's getting playing time you're in there special teams definitely but you're you're active and you're gonna get in they're gonna throw you in there because you're a lot of money and ain't got time to waste 16 games you better get your ass in there and prove that money 80 games in nba you weigh six you're six seven two ten 210 pounds lasting 80 games um against all these people that are grown men that just wears your body down your body physically is not able to handle that same kind of pressure that so LeBron James coming in there at you. He's what? 6'6", six, 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 nine, nine, 265. Come on, man. You going to take a charge on him? How many times you going to do that? Before you just say, you know what? I'm done. I can't do it no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's a wrap. I agree. You're chasing Steph Curry yeah. around. You're 6'5", 180. Steph Curry's not that big, but his muscles are more mature. He's durable. His, his oxygen levels will go higher. You, can, you last longer in the fourth quarter. Yep. You haven't prepared your body to do that late in the season. And get to the playoffs? Come on, man. You're done. Oh, I got a bum ankle or a thigh bruise out for four weeks. Cause you ain't got no meat on your bone, man. You got bone bruises. You ain't got no. You got no thigh legs, man. What, what the hell? So get your weight up. Yeah. Get your skills up. Drafting on potential. What they say about potential, man? It's not kinetic, man. Potential is just what if. Yeah. There's some great people in the hood that had great potential. That's real. That's real, man. And then the best ability is availability. Yeah. So what? What yes. good are you if you can't be physically ready to stay on the field and do your court, do your job? In a good in, in football, what's good about football is that you have to be at least 
two years removed from high school before you're even eligible for the draft. That was so, just to save their ass. Just to save their ass. <laughs> yeah. They know what them boys you is getting normal. into. You ain't ready. You, you ain't ready, man. Try to eat man. your lunch. Yeah. yeah. You better get on that clearing the cream while it's still, like, not on our clock. <laughs> I just remember my rookie year. It was We were 4-12, and 12, so we didn't make the playoffs. But I remember at the end of the season, people were getting banged up, and I had to go in there and play a lot more as a rookie. You know what I mean? Like, one, your head's spinning. I don't know what the hell's going on. You're trying to make sure you're doing things right. You're moving slower. You're getting knocked around by Charles Woodson. I'm like, man, this dude is in my face all game. Charles Woodson's a, a Hall of Fame cornerback. I'm going against him as a rookie. Going in like, man, I was supposed to play touchdowns this day. I didn't know I was going against Charles Woodson. This dude's a Hall of Famer. I watched him when I was in high school. Okay, I'm going to try to get at him. I was getting mad, frustrated and everything, going at him hard. He was like, all right, little dude. You can come at me all you want, but you ain't going to win this battle. <laughs> and, you know, I'm me having pride. I'm just going to keep going at him, blocking him hard, blocking him hard, hitting him hard, hitting him hard. I called him a good one. He gave props. He said, yeah, but one ain't going to get it done. You got to do it every play. And I took it to heart. He was giving me constructive criticism. Like, you got to be on point every play or else it ain't going to happen for you. He, wow. I thought he was talking trash at first. Then it sunk in in the fourth quarter what he meant because I was tired. He told me, look, you look tired now. All that energy you wasted trying to chase after me, you ain't even doing your job right. I mean, it's, it's, it's just nausea. I got to suck it up and eat that. He's right. Now, I'm, I'm off. I ran my route too deep. The ball got knocked down. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. it's bad on me. There's just things you just don't know until you get in the game and do it. But I wouldn't want to leave college early until I learned that. You know what I mean? Or at least built something up to where I can even compete like that. Especially in football, you get exposed quick. If you like to ask, they're going to knock you around. <laughs> it's just not going to happen for you. It's not going to happen. Yeah, in basketball, they expose you. They know you ain't got a jumper. Oh, yeah. They leave they you in sag. We side help. You know what I'm saying? Doubling your, your better man. You out there shooting the ball. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brick City. Then you get taken out the game. You mad, frustrated, talking trash to the media about your team. And now you got co- locker room controversy. You causing more problems than yeah. you're worth. Yeah. Hey, Rook, you should have stayed in college and worked on your shit. Should have ate your breakfast. <laughs> Should ate that cornbread. Uh, okay, so it's Cal and KO. We're brought to you by Anchor, and we have to every once in a while we revisit certain topics. And so this one is brought on by a listener uh, that heard me us talking about the phenomenon that is the group BTS. BTS. You remember that the. The boy band group that we were watching on the Billboard Awards. Yeah. Um, and I, for the record, I edited a lot of that out because I figured, you know how fans of certain groups are. You know, you say the wrong thing, you you, you get, you know, they start finding you. <laughs> <laughs> find um, you. <laughs> but this, this, this letter wasn't like that, and it's a letter. They went to the free agents page on Facebook and, and left this for me to read. And so I got to give her credit. It's Pam Gray. That's a listener. So we appreciate her. You know, if you're going if you're going to hit us up for anything, man, we appreciate the feedback. But as I'm going, I'm trying to I'm looking at this thing and I'm going to read it to you. I forgot how damn long it is. And I remember in my comment cuz I did respond to, her, I told her like, "Thank you so much for writing me this long ass Tyler Perry novel. Like I appreciate it." Um but she's a fan of BTS, and I told her that we were we would talk about them again because she didn't feel like we did them justice because we didn't know nothing about them, and that's what I kept trying to tell her. You know, I just didn't know what I don't know anything about them. I'm sure they're good guys, whatever, you know. Um, so 
This message is in regards to your season one, episode 69 podcast that included the topic on the Billboard Music Awards. And upon it, you talked briefly about the group BTS. I got excited when you brought these guys up, for I happen to be a huge fan of these guys. By the end of it, I was uh, disheartened. Although I respect your opinion and view, I want you to please hear me out and read the following information about these guys. And I guarantee your your perception about the group will change by the end. So I'm just going to start right there and I'm going to say, Pam, again, I didn't really have a perception of them. I didn't know what I was watching. I was just watching a bunch of cliche boy band stuff, just doing the boy band stuff. You know, I don't know yeah, them the as individuals. Yeah, the choreography, the dancing, the yeah. almost looking like girls. Yeah. They're called boy band. Yes. But then there's one bad boy in the group that kind of looks like, yeah. How's he bad, though? You know what I mean? It's right. like, it mean, yeah. I'm not going to get into the cliches. But, but I, that's, I don't want to hate on them. They're a phenomenon. I thought there's this. I love when somebody just blows up out of nowhere and they're doing well and they're successful. I never hate on somebody's success. I'm proud of them for being successful. Right. I'm trying to understand why it's there just so I can be more informed. Because, you know, like you said, at the end of the day, I didn't know what I was looking at or watching, and I wanted to know. Right. What is the deal with them? Yep. So, the good thing is, is, you know, for whatever we, as old men that are not in the demographic to be their target fan base anyways, you know, our opinion about this group really doesn't matter because they're not trying to target us. So, we, we are very aware of that. We keep that in mind. It's good to know that they're good genuine guys you know like as far as their artistry is concerned what she was very cool at telling me is that they each have a hand in writing their own music producing their own music playing instruments they things of that nature so they're not just relying on other people piecing them together and then make them stars they're very hands-on with the product of their work that comes out they're uh that we don't understand their music because we would need a translator but uh, a lot of their music touch on social issues, so, you know, things yeah, that of that nature. Thing. That was a big thing. So they're not speaking English, right? For most of it, they weren't speaking English. For Ooh, what we saw, now I get it. Now I can respect it. Now, because at first I'm like, man, they're just worse than the mumble rappers. Because I don't know what they're saying. But now that I know they're not speaking English, it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. They have a couple guys in the group that rap. And they, one or two, like one of the rappers is in English, the other one is not. Okay. So they have some English influence in the group. Yeah. When it comes to the lyrics. Um, but for the most part, no. That's so not, but you. they're influenced so, so, by hip hop, rock, pop. A quick question on yeah, that of bullet point of that letter. Why is this person who's American so enamored with this group and they don't know what they're saying? Do they have a translator, an English version of it, like subtitles when you're watching the video? And that's why it's cool, and that's why you're a big fan? Because how are you a big I mean, they like, do this goes, so Let's take it a twisted. I'm a big fan of, of, of Kung Fu Theater, but there was subtitles, <laughs> yes. and it was not matched with the sound. The, the, you know, that's the whole cliche of, of the old films, that the, the words didn't match the, the mouths. But that's why I liked it, because of the Kung Fu. Is it because of their dancing or they're cute? Um, She's like the pretty little boys, and you know what I'm saying? What, what, no, What's she, the deal? What, what, I, what I thought was cool about it, and this is why I wanted to touch on it and show them, in, 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 in a way, just put some respect on their name for the sake of their fans to get a little bit more informed. She likes these guys more for what they do off the mic and what their music is about. Not necessarily that they're cute guys in skinny jeans and wearing makeup. She likes the message of the group. They're very social active. They, they're, they're very social aware, and they give a lot to the charities, and they're 
They're actual artists that they write their own stuff. They produce their things for the most part. So she was just giving them props when it comes to that. So in, in that sake, you know what I mean? I get it. Yo, they deserve all of the respect in the world for being cool. When it comes to that kind of stuff, um, the fans, they're, they're called the army, which is adorable representatives, uh, MC of youth. Okay, that, I don't, all right, whatever. But it's basically, this is what she says, with the fans being diverse through every demographic of age, gender, race, nationality, etc., who are located all around the world. She's a 20-year-old black woman from the United States. So they have videos, of course, where their their lyrics are translated. They got the subtitles and things of that nature. So she's more about the message, which, cool. So, Pam, you know, after further review, you know, we appreciate you for giving us some more knowledge as it pertains to the phenomenon that is BTS. But I respect artists, and I respect a good message, and I respect good people. And I respect you for hitting us up. And don't be afraid to do that. Just don't type out such a long-ass novel the next time you hit us up. Please. That gave me, like, like college flashbacks to when I had to write thesis and stuff like that. We don't want to go through that no more. I'm just saying. Thank you. KO? BTS stands for bump that shit. <laughs> I'm just glad that I know they're not speaking English. Now I don't feel so dumb. <laughs> that did help That really did help The only word I knew was Fake a love Fake a love And then because all the crowd would go Fake love That was all I knew it's... You know who brought it every day? The Rock <laughs> The most electrifying man in sports entertainment he said it, and he was. He did it. How often does that happen? I mean, people don't give wrestlers a lot of credit for what they do. They're, they are entertaining athletes. Very true. Now, screw all the, is it real or not real? It's real what they're doing physically. What yes. they're doing is real. Storylines are not real, but, you know, it's, that's real activity they're doing. And the stuff they come up with is all ad-lib. I mean, improv. Can you, I mean, that's the best improv training you can get, be a wrestler. That's true. Don't, isn't there another station that talks about wrestling? Yeah, the house, the house show. I want to get on there, man. They, they talk, they talk wrestling all the time, and we should get on their show because it's pretty dope. And I was just watching the um, Money in the Bank sh- uh, WWE that they just had this past Sunday. It was Ronda Rousey's first solo match against uh, Nia Jax from San Diego and The Rock's niece. Since you brought up The Rock, it just perfectly yeah. goes into this wrestling shit. So it was pretty dope to watch Ronda Rousey fight, wrestle against Nia Jax. But what we were talking about is, one, the girls bring it way better than the guys now because they're flying around and they're making a point to make a name for themselves and get respect in this business Yeah. to the point where they're doing more flying off the rope, doing tables, ladders, and chairs, and, and committing to it and selling it, you know what I mean, yeah. than some of the dudes. Um, it's it's great to watch because I'm, I'm going – you can't fake your back hitting a ladder, getting yeah. slammed on a ladder, and then having this guy get slammed on top of you while you're laying on the ladder. You can try to absorb some of it by landing a certain way, but at the end of the day, you still landed. You still landed, <laughs> yo. <laughs> Man, hard land soft, you still land. You still land, and that still hurts, man. And so, so shout out to the house show. I recommend going to check them out because what they do is every Tuesday and Wednesday – 
since there's Monday Night Raw and Tuesday Night SmackDown, they do recaps of those shows the day after. Oh, nice. So they're always on. They're pretty dope. And let's go into anchor shout-outs. we got to shout-out Josh Byers, the new listener, favorite of the show. We appreciate you. Shout-out to The Plug Podcast. Uh, Shout-out to new podcaster and listener of this show, uh, the UP Sports Podcast. That's the Untapped Potential Sports Podcast. Uh, We appreciate you for checking us out. Who's Untapped Potential? They go over Untapped Potential, like exposing people who didn't make it, or are they they're the actual Untapped Potential? I don't know. That's interesting. I like that. I like that name. It's it's, it's, it's sort of intriguing. You could dig deeper and find out more information. We're gonna have to listen to that show. We're gonna get them on and maybe find out what's going on because it could be really really good, where or it could be really depressing because it could be it could be poke high four touchdowns in one game bro he didn't make it because he got his baby mama pregnant yeah and that's it could what be he had to get a job at, at wendy's to pay the rent and uh then he got caught with a dime bag of weed back in 1980 but now it's legal so now we're trying to work on getting sense commuted but the fact that we i'm just saying the name alone i'm intrigued i'm yeah. gonna go check it out the up sports podcast untapped potential i'm gonna say it again and give them their love we appreciate you Logan Wilkes, thank you for checking in with us. John Hickman, thank you for checking in with us. Ray Stone and the Flock NFL Podcast. I'm curious. I'm going to check it out. That's but- like an old like 1970 disco band. Ray Stone and the Flock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Singing the love jams. <laughs> oh, and then the Simple Man Radio Podcast. Thank you for rocking with us as well. And then, of course, the homies over at Medicine Remixed. You know... Medicine Remix is uh, timeless. A yeah. Lot of information. A lot of information. And they're also featured on the iPad app. So uh, make sure you download the iPad app. Check it on the big screen. There it is. There it is. Any other shout outs you want to give? Not just podcasts, but in life. What do you want to say? I want to give a shout out to my cousin Ray Ray. Locked up in Folsom Prison. Oh, shit. Doing 20 to life. Oh, no. <laughs> Hold it down, son. Oh, shit. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I do not have a cousin Ray Ray. I, I mean, I probably do, but I don't know him personally. I mean, every black family yeah, has every, a cousin Ray Ray. Everybody got a cousin Ray yeah. Ray. I'll give a shout out to my wife, uh, holding it down, third kid in three years, uh, about to be due in September, baby boy. So, shout out to the wives. Uh, shout out to your wife for holding it down in the house over here, the general. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Coors Light for always supplying you with fresh refreshments. Absolutely. I'm a happier person when I got some Blue Mountains. Blue Mountains. Or Bud Light, this Bud for you. Or Bud Light, of course. Bud Light makes. Was that the new, their new slogan about friends? Bud I don't Light know. was made for friends. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch any. I don't know. Do people watch commercials still, though? I, I watch I commercials because I a commercial actor, so I, I can see uh, how they deliver the lines, so that I can confirm or, or deny whether or not I got the the job to do this commercial because I didn't do it the same shitty way that they did it on the commercial. I watch commercials now and I observe how they deliver the line and who did the line. And I just come to realize that they just pick whoever and then they just go with it. Because, I mean, there's so many better ways to do a commercial. Uh, but you watch commercials like it's game footage. Yes. That's what you're doing. I get it. You got messages from the Deaners. Oh, she's done. Yep. And we're done. It's been real. Cal and KO. Deuces.
Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. I got one more thing I would like to discuss, and it is in the topic of the NBA. And it's about these offseason moves that haven't even started yet, but it's already getting interesting. The Hornets have agreed to trade Dwight Howard to the Brooklyn Nets, and then the Brooklyn Nets and Dwight Howard have agreed to a buyout of the contract. Dwight Howard says he wants a fresh start. He wants to wipe the contract clean. He wants to go to a team that is a contender. He wants to put his past reputation behind him. Everybody knows the stories about how Dwight Howard might be a difficult person to play with or get along with in the locker room when it comes to the team aspect. But he would like a fresh start because he is ring chasing. So... I feel like it's only right since it's still not technically free agency. Free agency doesn't start until July 1st. And I don't want my dubs to get in trouble for tampering. I'm going to go ahead and make the pitch for the Gold State Warriors since I am the dub ambassador. Self-proclaimed dub ambassador. I got to put that out there. Look, Dwight Howard, we, we, know, we know your history. We know your track record. You are a physically gifted big man. Um... That yeah you've had a tough few years You've gotten a bad rep But let me just run down the lineup Who the Golden State Warriors have won with at center You know they won with Andrew Bogut Who was a number one overall pick But some people labeled as a bust He, he came up to Golden State And he was a good role player Got himself a ring Okay, We've won two titles with JaVale McGee And I don't know if you know this But we just won one with Swaggy P both of those guys used to constantly be on Shaq and the Fool. And I know you got your issues with Shaq as well. He used to put you on Shaq and the Fool. He said that Shaq's the real Superman and you ain't the real Superman. And you just biting off of his style. What better way to prove Shaq and everybody else wrong than to take the pay cut, come on up to Oakland, get you your ring, and show that you can be a team player. I'm, you're way better than Andrew Bogut. You're way better than JaVel McGee. And Swaggy P. I'm just, I mean, Jaja Pachulia. I mean, we've been doing good without a dominant center. And I'm not saying you're still as dominant as you were, but you could be. These numbers you just put up in uh, Charlotte with the Hornets, pretty dope. 17 and 10. We'd love to have that in, in, in the town. So, Dwight. If you want to really clear up your reputation and your image and you want to come to a squad that's all about team and don't mind you being there, don't mind you being a little different, come on up to Golden State. That was my Suge Knight voice. Okay, I'm done. <laughs>